Welcome to this episode of Lessons from the World's Best with me, Paddy Upton. In this episode, I interview Indian cricketer and off-spinner Harbhajan Singh. He started out as a young kid from Jalanda with big dreams, an abundance of passion and a huge work ethic. He went on to enjoy an international career spanning 18 years, during which time he also became one of the world's leading wicket-takers. Harbhajan or Bhaji or the Turbinator was known as a warrior and fierce competitor on the field, which amongst others included having the goal of getting all of the world's best batsmen out, which he succeeded in doing. What I particularly enjoy about Bhaji is that he's his own man, someone who speaks his mind and who dances to the beat of his own drum. He chooses authenticity above political correctness and being outspoken and passionate above mute diplomacy. His unique mixture of having a high work ethic, a huge heart, a love for having fun and an unbridled passion both on and off the field all saw him being one of cricketer's genuinely colourful personalities. His career went from great heights to some of the lowest lows which saw him bouncing back from getting dropped, being injured, requiring surgery, having his bowling action repeatedly questioned and falling into controversy. Each time, his fighting spirit saw him rise again and again. In his characteristic, outspoken, unapologetic and wholehearted manner, Budgie speaks about his career, his philosophy on performance, on life, and his passion and current dedication to helping feed, house and uplift others within India. At one point, his huge part and passion left me rather emotionally moved, which took me somewhat by surprise until I realized that it was Budgie I was interviewing and he doesn't do dull. I've been looking forward to this, having this conversation with you for a, a long time. We've we had some cool uh, experiences together with the Indian cricket team. You've had a, an amazingly long and interesting career of highs and lows. So I really look forward to this conversation with you, Bhaji. Thank you very much, Paddy. Thank you very much for having me on your platform. Uh, it's a pleasure to be, you know, connecting again um, through video call or whatever you may call this podcast, uh, you know, since I'm very new to all these. Uh, but yes, good to see you and good to hear from you again. Well, cheers. So, Bhaji, let's go back to the young Harbhajan Singh. What, what, what was the young Harbhajan like as you were sort of coming through and making your way towards being an adult and a cricketer? How would... Tell us about the young Harbhajan. See, what young Harbhajan Singh was uh, all about, uh, full of, uh, you know, energy. So whenever I walked onto the field, I made sure that, you know, I finished the line with flying colours. So to do that, I gave my best. And, you know, Harbhajan Singh was all about passion. You know, he wanted to play for India and wanted to make sure that his country comes at top. So that was Harbhajan Singh. In that process, sometime I got into trouble. Sometime, you know, I did wonders. So that's that was part of life, part of uh, the game. And I really enjoyed my days uh, on the park. You know, it was uh, those days, you know, I missed the most. You know, while you're playing, doing things, you know, you love doing, bowling, batting and of course, uh, touring different countries and meeting different people was absolutely, you know, brilliant. Yeah. How how easy was it in a country like India where there's so many cricketers? How easy was it to to get recognised, to get selected, to actually break through into the highest level of the game? 
Uh, it's not easy at all, uh, Paddy. See, cricket is a big, big sport in India, and um, you know every child who wants to be, you know, they they want to be Sachin Tendulkar, they want to be Kapil Dev, Harbhajan Singh, Mahendra Singh Dhoni, Anil Kumble. You know, they want to be like them. So uh, my dream was also to play for India, but yes, my town where I've come from, Jalandhar. You know, all I had was dreams. We didn't have infrastructures. We didn't have anything. But dreams were probably bigger than the many bigger cities boys, you know, which made me what I am today. So, um, I was very determined that this is what I wanted to do. And I worked harder than the others. You know, a lot of people say that or, or maybe feel that I was lucky. But no, hard work uh, is the key for everything. So, I worked really harder than the others. You know, if someone ran five uh, round i ran 15 uh, rounds so if someone bowled for an hour i bowled for three four hours to make sure that i'm working harder than the others so there's no other way around it hard work is the key so to get the recognition you obviously have to perform at whatever level you play in my uh, career you know i got to play in under 16 and i performed there then you know got the recognition then i luckily bowled the dusra which Obviously, Saklain Mushtaq used to bowl those days and um, that made me famous then faster than the others because uh, those days that ball, nobody could do it. And I was the only one in India who was doing it and I was called at the Indian Nets to see how this uh, young guy is doing it. So, that one particularly ball, one, that one particular ball, you know, Dusra, which obviously a leg cutter doesn't spin the inside but it spun the other way for right-handers. So that made me, you know, Harbhajan Singh, that got me the recognition. So you got to do something different than the others to get recognized. And that's exactly what was the case in my career. You know, if I hadn't bowled the Dusra, I was just like a normal spinner. And I, I don't think I would have been able to uh, get picked or play for India for that long. What? How did you go about deciding, discovering the Dusra, and how did you teach yourself? Did you have coaches and support to learn that stuff? No, uh, I actually watched Saklain Mushtaq doing it on the TV. You know, it was fascinating how he was making, uh, you know, all the batsmen uh, look like they had no clue about it. You know, everyone stepped out and they were like looking for the ball to come in and the ball was going the other way and getting stumped. Uh, it was brilliant to see off spinner winning matches in the last 10 overs you know Saklan Mushtaq used to do that often for his uh, team you know he used to bowl from 40 40th over till 50th 5 over he would go for 15 16 runs and take 3 4 wickets and win games for Pakistan so i was fascinated by looking at him and how he does it and i spoke to my friend there was a wicket keeper arun varma with me in uh, cricket academy i told him let's go down and uh, let's try bowling this ball so what i did was i i didn't want it to spin the ball and of course i i just with my own sort of brain you know i thought maybe this is uh, how he do it you know you know keeping the thumb on top of the seam and not using uh, my wrist at all but rather than rotating the wrist towards the off spinners uh, ways don't do that way so i'll just bowl straight so slowly I, I was able to bowl slow and 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 straight and then obviously the more thumb i used 
I could take the ball away from the batsman. So uh, that's how I learned, just by working on my own with the help of um, my wicketkeeper friend. Then I got my coach involved in this, and then he told me also that there's more use of thumb. If you use more thumb, ball will go other way, um, you know. And uh, that's that's exactly how I learned. So you're basically you were the only person in India doing it, and you were completely self-taught. As an off spinner with with a right hand, we will you were right on bowler. The ball would spin as it lands from left to right, and it looked like exactly the same action. The dusra, the re, I think the name actually comes from. It's called the other one, is the translation, and it looks like it's going to spin from left to right, but it actually is rotating the other way. And the batsman was certainly back in those days, as you said with Mushtaq, they hadn't actually seen someone have that action an off-spin action, but the ball actually goes the other way. So you were self-taught to bowl that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of self-taught that ball. But off for off-spin, yes, there's my coach, Devinder Aurora, and he's still there whenever I needed any sort of guidance during my playing days, even after taking 300-odd test wickets, 400 wickets. Uh, I would still go up to him and ask him, you know, after every tour, you know, if I bowled okay, what do I need to do? And if my body alignment is right. So you have to have a coach in your life, but you have to also develop yourself as a coach to get better. You know, if you if you can't teach yourself, I don't think the growth will be as high as you're looking for. And did you have back then sort of advice on fitness training and diet and the stuff that cricketers have got today or... How did you get yourself ready for international cricket from Jalanda? Well, I didn't have much knowledge about uh, diet, fitness. For me, fitness was running 20 rounds every day. <laughs> that was fitness. And i um, glad I did that. You know, that helped me to get the endurance uh, while I was bowling 25, 30 overs a day. You know, I, I didn't actually get that tired. And next day, if I have to bowl another 20, I was absolutely fine with that. Glad I did that. You know, over the years, you know, I ran many rounds. And uh, I hope, and, you know, uh, I wish I had, uh, you know, trainer who could guide me on my diet, on my strength training. Maybe I could have done a little more better than what I've achieved. Okay. And then as a, so as a young cricketer, you... You run, you run laps to get fit, no dietary information. You've taught yourself to bowl the Dusra. Um, what, you were a warrior. You had a lot of passion, as you said. Um, as a spin bowler, bowl slowly, you had a lot of energy, a lot of passion. You were a warrior, competitor. Talk to us about your attitude as a spin bowler and as a competitor, particularly when you were younger. Well, I have been like that, you know, over the years, <laughs> while I was a little kid, you know, I've been very passionate about the game. And of course, uh, you know, winning was the only way for me. You know, I was not there to compete with people. I was there to win games. You know, in that process, I'm if I lose, I lose. But, um, you know, I make sure that my opponents feel the presence of me. So, um, you know, we come from the land of Punjab where warriors I've been born and they fought many battles and I'm my blood is from uh, from uh, those uh, those warriors and um, I don't know it was just naturally you know for me to to be like that you know when once I'm on the field 
I was like that, grumpy, angry and, you know, doing whatever needs to be done to make sure we finish uh, on the right line and with flying colors. But, you know, off the field, you know me, how stupid and how funny I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of entertainment being uh, watching you on the field and spending time with you off the field. Um, your career, you know, as you said earlier, you, you, you were in trouble sometimes, you had highs, you had lows, there were times when your career was really flying, there was times when you got dropped, you really, you had a very colourful up and down um, career, which I think, you know, lines up with your, your personality, as you said earlier. Talk to us about those highs and lows, how you were when things were going really well and how was it for you in those periods where you were injured or dropped and had to fight your way back? <clears throat> well, let me take you back uh, to 1998, uh, Paddy, when I made my debut for India. And I was a young kid, 17 and a half year old kid, and, you know, with full of passion, with full of uh, energy, you know. And I played for India. That was like a dream come true. And then after two months, you know, I was out of the team. And then... Again, I made a comeback by working hard. But this time I got dropped on, you know, on this ground that my action is illegal. So that's where I found that, you know, this is uh, probably end of my career. You know, I thought, you know, I, I might have to just do something else in life. Because if I don't clear the test, I don't know what will happen. But uh, I went to England. I had that belief that maybe, you know, I can pull things off. I'll just bowl the way I bowl and, and, and let's see what happens. And I went to England, they rectified my action, came back, worked hard on that action and again back on the field, made a comeback and and that's how my life has been, you know, from from early days. You know, so this was not new for me to make a comeback when you injured. So highs and lows are part of the team and when you're low, you actually learn the most. So when you're high you sometimes you forget, you know, a lot of the things. But that is also the time to reflect on your performances and see what you can do even better than this. So, you know, luckily, you know, uh, things happened for me in very early in my career. You know, I was getting picked, winning man of the matches and getting dropped from the team, then coming back again. So that made me a stronger person. And I was very, very strong from mentally that, you know, I, I promised myself no matter what happens, you know, I don't want my cricket to be affected with my attitude, you know, no matter what I do, but I'll keep my cricket on priority. I'll do all the things right. I'll work harder than before and make sure that I do better than the others. So that's exactly was the key for me. You know, I worked harder and I had stronger belief than others. Uh, probably that's what made me what I am. Belief is the key, Paddy, anything to do in life. You know, first, you know, people will see the action later. First, you'll have to have that belief that you can do it. Only if you believe that you can do it, then people will start believing it. Yes, he can do it. But if you start thinking that, oh, this is not my cup of tea, it will not happen. So you have said basically, no, I can't do this. So to all the listeners, to all the young guys, you know, all I want to say that, First, you know, you need to think you are capable and more than capable of doing it and work harder than the others, then there's no stopping for you. Yeah. And it's not about then trying to convince your other people 
through your words. It's about as you did with your actions. Just keep fighting and your actions speak later um, and come through later, a lot after you've made that decision yourself. Yeah, obviously, <clears throat> you know, people will see the actions later, but um, to get those actions right, you probably have to work in silence, you know, where no one is watching you. And the kind of hard work you will put in, only you knows. And you have to have that belief that you're going to shine one day. And when you shine, everyone watches it. Those, those disappointments, getting dropped, getting your action questioned, how did you deal with those disappointments? As a passionate person with a dream and a hunger to play for your country, you to go, how did you actually deal with that? And that couldn't have been easy. No, it, it wasn't easy. I was very young. I was only 17 and a half, 18-year-old kid. So it, it was difficult. But at the same time, you know, if uh, that, if I, if, you know, if I, you know, how do I put it that way? Say <clears throat> it was, it, it was hard. But, you know, I made sure that it should not affect me as much as, you know, no, I don't know how to put it. So it was very hard, but at the same time, um, it was kind of opportunity for me to show people that they are wrong. And that's what, you know, I've learned over the years, no matter what people believe or what, no, no matter what people think, you know, whatever challenges come towards you, you have to just work hard, get better at your mind and think this is doable. And when you think, this is doable. Everything is doable. Whether you change your action, your lifestyle, everything is doable because uh, this, that's how we should train our mind. And that's exactly how I've trained my mind. Everything is possible. If one can, I can too. You know, so there's no other way around. And then so you, you eventually end up making it. You spend more and more time as a regular member of the, the Indian team, sometimes bowling in tandem with uh, Anil Kumble at the other end. Sometimes there was only place for one spinner. How, as you became more famous, more successful in, in a country like India where there's cricket is just a fanaticism, cricketers are given such incredibly high status as people and how did you, how does one, how did you handle that fame, that success that all of a sudden Harbhajan Singh is now a, a name within the country that every, it's on everyone's lips? How do you handle that? So this, uh, this series, uh, there was a series in 2001 against Australia, that mighty Australian team, you know, they won about 18 odd games uh, in all over the world and they were touring to India and uh, I was a young little kid making a comeback into the national side and... Um, and that series made me Harbhajan Singh because that series uh, was kind of a recognition for me. You know, winning that series single-handedly. Yes, of course, uh, other, others also performed with the bat. But, you know, I can uh, proudly say that with the ball, you know, taking 32 wickets in three games was uh, probably the highest achievement of my life. And uh, this is still a record in Test cricket. And that too on true uh, wickets, not any spinning wickets. So... Um, I took 32 wickets, got hat-trick, became first Indian to take hat-trick um, in test cricket. So that's when I got the recognition. And when, when I got the recognition, I was kind of overwhelmed, you know, with, with the response I got. And yes, you do get carried away. 
with the kind of fame with the name and everything when everyone wants you in india you know you when you become famous you're suddenly on every posters and everybody wants you as a brand they want to endorse uh, certain brands and stuff so it was kind of a very new kind of a life for me it was a big big shift from jalandhar boy to coming to mumbai shooting and and meeting people and this but somehow you know as i promised myself and there was a great advice i got from uh, great sachin tendulkar that uh, keep your vision very clear at all time there'll be lot of obstacle lot of people will try to pull you in their ways but your job is to just look forward and keep your vision clear what you want in life so for, for me those words are still stuck with me and i just wanted to play cricket and make myself even a bigger name and wanted to be even more comp- competitive because i knew that i have it in me when you do it against the best you know that i wanted to rule the world i wanted to do well against all the other teams now so glad i didn't get carried away yes here and there i made mistakes but yeah glad i didn't let my cricket affected so you have this massive success against you know the one of the best teams in the world at the time australia certainly back then was almost the opposite type of team to the indian team where australia was very aggressive very confrontational um where the indian team traditionally wasn't aggressive confrontational um and yet you went on f- for the rest of your career to very often be a high performer against australia it seemed like you it almost the, the, that warrior that aggressive passionate person in you the australian team very often brought the best out in you how was it what was it for you coming up and preparing and playing a team like australia see i used to look forward to play against uh, such top teams whether australia south africa during those days unbelievable team and i somehow wonder when i look back you know how south africa didn't win a world cup you know with that kind of a team but uh, yeah my preparation was you know it was a test of myself if i'm good enough to perform against the best and as i told you i was not there to compete i was there to win i didn't see the faces i just saw the bat and ball and that's exactly what was my focus was on and i wanted to be better than them you know the only way i could reach there or to do that was you know believing that believing that that i can do it and i worked hard for it and as you as i told you all my life all i did was bowl 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 and i wish you know i i batted as well for some time i would have scored runs as well cuz you know i i played few knocks which were important for the team but i didn't really give importance to my batting till gary christen came into the indian team and who actually pushed me to bat in the nets and i took the game seriously i scored two centuries back to back in test cricket at number 8 so yeah but uh, you know competing with players like you know boney paula kakales and to all these greats you know brian lara was like you know i want to be like them i i want to be a name as big as uh, they are and if they can i can so that was the the only thing i had in my mind you know i don't want i didn't wanted to settle for you know someone who played for india and you know he who was talented who was talented but uh, he was okay did well for one or two years once i am there or you know when i leave cricket people should say you know he's done well he's he's probably fought 
those hard battles and won all almost all the battles. So that's the kind of recognition I wanted. And I don't know where I've landed, what I've done, but I think I'm a satisfied man. You know, I, I played with full passion and I've competed and I won a lot of the battles. Yeah. I mean, you've spoken a lot, Bajji, about um, working hard, about the passion, about the belief. Is that something you learned? Where does that come from? Or people listening to this, how do you, like we know that stuff, but how do you actually do it? Where does it come from? It comes from within Paddy. Uh, there's no shop around. You can't buy these things. Uh, it got to come from within. You know, people who are successful, they think differently. That's all. Nothing else. You know, once you think differently, your actions are different than the others. So I come from small little town. All I had was dreams, you know, as I told you. And to fulfill that dream, you know, my father told me the hard work is the key. There is no other way around you can get to that level. And that advice was obviously golden words. And if I look back and say, yes, I worked harder than the others. I was probably not as talented as uh, many of the other guys who were playing with me. But I did better than them because I worked harder than them. So I'm not lucky. Harder I worked, luckier I got. And was that something in you or to what degree did your dad instill that or drive that in you, for example? Say again, sorry, I, I couldn't. Did, did you, that hard, that work ethic, that desire to work hard, was that something was just always in you? Or to what degree did your dad foster or drive that in you? See, I've been very, uh, you know, my mom always to, uh, told me that even while I was a little kid, I was very... Um, you know, if I if I need something, I will cry for it. I'll tell the time I don't get it. So that was probably I was born with, you know, till the time I get to those uh, goals where I've, uh, you know, thought that I could reach, you know, till I didn't reach there, I didn't stop. You know, it might take me a year or two or a little longer than the others, but till the time that goal is not achieved, you know, you know, I'll keep walking, keep keep working hard, and maybe I was born with that, you know, uh, <laughs> and that's exactly, you know, that's actually helped me in my career, you know, being like that, you know, if we need something with, you know, so much of, uh, if if you need something badly, you know, everything will come together to get you there if you work hard, you know. There's that famous dialogue in the movie as well, which obviously I'll have to remember later. What was that dialogue Shah Rukh Khan said and, um, you know, the whole universe come together to get you to, to, to achieve what you want to achieve if you, you know, have a vision for it. So it's on those lines. There's a very famous dialogue. So it's basically in life, not just with cricket, you know, you, you know, you first have to think, you know, this is what you want and then you believe it's happening. And for that, you have to also work hard. And of, of course, it will happen, if not today, but tomorrow, for sure. But your belief should be stronger than your, uh, than your actions. I think uh, actions will only follow if you have that belief. And of course, that was challenged with you, you know, with, with being, being, making it and then being dropped and then making it, questioning your action because of the Dusra being having your action test and your colorful personality in in a conservative game like cricket where people are 
and the game is being more and more regulated, how you behave, what you say, what you can't say. You were, you were always your own man. You were a colorful personality and even that got you in trouble sometimes and yet you came back each time from the setbacks. Well, yeah, see, uh, Paddy, anything you do in life, there are challenges. There are always going to be challenges and there will all be, always be people trying to pull you down. But uh, you got to be stronger than that. And that's, you know, comes from within. And you have to actually evaluate what matters to you or what doesn't. So, you know, you keep the outside noise shut. You know, that's exactly what I did, which wasn't easier. And I used to get upset sometime, you know, when I used to read things about me on in papers or on TV that for my, you know, gestures on the TV, you know, after taking a wicket or whatsoever. But that didn't matter after a while you know when i i was just you know quietly sitting in my room you know thinking that how i can do well how i can do better so sometimes it's better to leave that luggage aside which we actually carry along in our mind that what people will think what people will say about my gestures my talk what i do you know what will matter in the end you know if i come out with the flying colors winning game for team india was probably the biggest thing and that's what mattered it didn't matter what people say so yeah, i mean that's it, that's easy to say don't worry what un- other people think you know obviously in, you played pre social media then towards the back end of your career social media came in where now there's an opportunity for a fan if you turn your phone on in the bus on the way home from the game after you've maybe had a poor performance the fan can talk to you directly as you're sitting in the bus and can abuse you if you choose to read what they say. Well, choice that's your choice if you want to read about it. If those comments matter to you, because those comments are not going to make you better or, uh, or it should not make you feel then low. So why are you reading about it? And who are those people? And how does it matter what they are saying? You know, they are no one who made you who you are. You are better than them. That's the reason they are talking about you. So let them talk what they are talking. So you keep doing what you're doing. And cricket is like giving exam every day. You know, every day you can't uh, be successful or pass your exam. So some days you will be good. Some days you will be really bad. You have to learn and and move on from that time. Uh, And that's exactly is the key. You know, I would rather say, you know, to people who are getting too much influenced by the the social media, you know, what people are saying, you know, it's actually you're, you know, playing with your mind. You know, how does it matter what they think or what they feel? What you do on the field, that's what matters. You focus on that, everything will fall in place. Yes, but you've, Baji, you've, you've been in teams... Um, you've watched the youngsters particularly read the social media and get affected by that. These are professional athletes, yet it, it really does happen that people get upset and offended and their confidence gets knocked. What causes a professional athlete? And, you know, maybe you were different, but you've been with others. What, what causes people to do that, you know? Because it is a very real thing that we get affected by what people say. Yeah, it does. You know, it does. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people, they go very nasty. They, they comment on not just on your performance, but they, you know, include your family members as well in the 
whole thing you know whether you know we i i'll tell you a story you know when virat was going through a patch where he was in scoring runs and uh, he had to go through a lot on social media and uh, you know it was so bad you know people were actually talking about his wife and kids and etc you know bringing them also in in the conversation and saying very very rubbish thing so you know but a champion player like virat kohli you know obviously he also got upset about it you know that you know whatever you want to say you say to me my performance but don't include my family my daughter my relative because they have got nothing to do if i am the batsman i played a bad shot you talk about that why are you including my family my wife my daughter into it but yeah so you see this is kind of a lesson for all the youngsters you know if that can happen to virat kohli you know the kind of stretcher he have now you know it can happen to anyone but you just have to make sure that you know forget your phone for a while and don't think too much about what people are saying and that's the only way paddy otherwise uh, you know if you keep on thinking about every comment people have made you know you're going to get mad you're going to go crazy so that's that's where you will lose your focus and your focus will be on you know different things it should be rather on your batting or bowling on or on your skill or what you want to do in life yeah some wise words there um you know there's there's enough distractions on a cricket field when you've got a bat in your ball uh, a bat in your hand or you're bowling an international cricket to some of the best in the world the mind is already creating enough distractions but if we allow these additional distractions to to impact our lives or, or all of them are just challenges i guess in a way to see how disciplined are we or skilled are we at being able to maintain our focus on what's important and be able to allow the rest to to go past or or not become baggage that we end up carrying and that holds us down in life or in performance 100% 100% peri uh, one more thing when we were talking about pressure see player go through a different pressure in different games you know for a guy like me you know i didn't show it to the opponents that i am under pressure but there are always time when i was under pressure while bowling to in, you know you name any xyz but you know you have to keep somehow those emotions on the side and focus on what you have been doing over the years you know you how you have trained yourself and bowl the best you can bowl in that pressure situations you know there were times when i was playing that india versus uh, pakistan game in mohali you were there uh, world cup game you know yeah world cup when dhoni asked me to bowl in the second spell and they were actually going really great. they were going very good at that point of time and dhoni asked me to bowl after the drink breaks and i was actually shivering i didn't wanted to show people but you know you have to keep yourself calm and think you know this is what you have done over the years you have worked hard for this moment and keep those emotions on the side and focus take a deep breath and do what you know you can do the best and rest leave it on god you know that's exactly what i did at that situation and god was very kind i got a wicket on the first ball itself and that made me collect my confidence back you know i was a calmer i was like 
you know, full of uh, emotions after that wicket. And that, you know, kind of gave me that breathing space. So, you know, whenever anyone, any cricketer or anyone in in their life, you know, under pressure, you know, just take little more, little more time than what you, what you actually think you have. There is always a time. And when you take little more time, you'll probably be able to take the right decision and do what you feel is the right things to do. And don't do anything fancy. And that's exactly what I did. I bowled just a normal ball. And it just become an outstanding ball because he's just missed the ball. So those pressure moments happen, as you said. The one thing is to take time because we tend to be rushed or we rush ourselves under pressure. You've spoken about go back to all your training, all your preparation, take confidence from that. Um, and, you know, something you said there that's so important is, you know, particularly under pressure is to stick to the basics, do what you do best, stick to your strengths is the best. Definitely. See, there are always two thoughts comes to you when you're under pressure, whether I should do this or that. So do what you know you are, you can do the best. Out of 100 times, you can do 99.9 times. You know, do that. That might not be your best bet, but yes, in that process, that is your best bet. You know, you might feel he might hit me for a six if I bowl a off spinner. You know, because off spin I bowled thousands of times. Dusras, leg cutters, I might have bowled for hundreds time. So there are more chances me getting successful and putting the ball where I wanted to put the ball, land the ball where I want to land by bowling off spin. So that's exactly what I did. I didn't matter. I I keep those thoughts away that he's not going to hit me for a six. I'm not under pressure. Nobody's watching me. I'm just going to bowl like I'm bowling in the nets. Nobody's watching me. So I allow myself to bowl the best I can in my ability. And that's what I have practiced over the year. And when you do that, you know, things do fall in place. Yeah. So you spoke about that that time in the 2011 World Cup semi-final against Pakistan, what what were some of the other sort of memorable contests or some of the best batsmen or biggest challenges you can recall if you think back over your career? I mean, you bowled to some, some truly great batsmen over those two decades that you played international cricket. Yeah, Paddy, I was, uh, uh, when I was a little guy, you know, obviously making my mark in international cricket. I wanted to, you know, make sure that I bowl to the best, best batsman. And at least one time in my life, you know, I should have their wicket. So, whether we talk about Steve Waugh, great Shane Vaughan, uh, Gilchrist, Ricky Ponting, and Matthew Hayden, Jack Callis, Gary Christen, and, and you know, Brian Lara. You know, I wanted to you know, get these people out, you know, to check myself and, and you, you know, have those tick mark in my career. Yes, I've bowled to the best and I've, you know, got them out. You know, you know, talk about Michael Hussey. He was one of those probably toughest batsmen uh, who I've bowled to. But, you know, when I got him out and slip, you know, I told Rahul Dravid, another box tick. You know, I've also taken Michael Hussey's wicket. That to in slip, not while he's just trying to play, you know, over long on and he got out. So, yeah, that's how I wanted to train myself and I wanted to achieve these small little things, you know, in the match 
that you know I want to get the best best batsman out. Sure. And and have you are there any boxes that you remained unticked for you? Yeah, I think I should have taken my batting a little seriously and could have scored much more than uh, I have scored in international cricket. And yeah, there are a lot of guys uh, in my team. They kept on saying that take your batting seriously, but uh, I didn't. So I wish I can go back and uh, you know work hard on my batting and take those uh, uh, net sessions seriously and score a few more runs for India. I'm not sure if it's a relevant question, but. What do you think held you back from taking your batting more seriously? You said you had a high work ethic, you were competitive, your teammates had suggested it. What held you back from doing that for as long as you were held yourself back? See, for me, batting was kind of uh, fun. You know, while I was in the nets, I was just getting bored defending too many balls. I just wanted to hit sixes. So while hitting sixes, um, obviously, few times you will get succeed and uh, you will get out as well. But while you defend, if you work on your technique, you know you'll, you'll become better. Which I never worked on my technique. I just smacked the ball every time I I walked in the nets. I just wanted to have some fun because uh, bowling was giving me a lot of you know load in my mind. So I just wanted to bat freely at all time. Yes, there were times in the game where I have to change my game. And play according to the situation, but you know, even after getting sixty, seventy in Melbourne, in in Sydney, in Adelaide, I think I could have got hundreds there. But I played the, those stupid shots after take, you know, looking after the new ball, facing Johnson, Bradley, and all those bowlers with the new ball. But then um, when time came, spinner to bowl, you know, I just wanted to have fun, and that fun, you know, <laughs> got me to uh, that. Position where I was actually sitting and thinking, oh, I should have got hundred. If I can get seventy, sixty, then why not hundred? So if you convert those fifty, sixties in hundred, you know, I would have been sitting on seven, eight test hundreds easily. So you never really practiced. You never really practiced the way ideally you wanted to play in a game. And I get that you you did have that you know part of your personality. You knowing you you like to have fun, and as you said, bowling. Is very serious. It's a it's a constant mental mental battle, especially being an off spinner. The reality is the off spinner is probably the most redundant bowling action in cricket today. It's the easiest. Most batsmen are right handers. It's very easy for a right hander to face an off spinner. So you're constantly having to work probably harder than any other bowler. The fact that you had a doosra, obviously, you could spin the ball in and away. But you wanted to have fun. Yes, I wanted to have fun. But while at the same time, you know, I just want to come to this uh, uh, conversation when you are talking about everybody, you know, uh, like every right-hander batsman are like happy to face off spinner. You know, I don't think that's a right sort of uh, thing. Now people every feel everyone feel that off spinner comes and I'll hit him for a six. If that was the case, you know, uh, my most of my wickets. That were big, big wickets were right-handers. So it's just a mindset. What people actually think, you know, as a bowler, I never thought that uh, you know right-handers are easier or the left-handers are easier to bowl. You have to just bowl the best you can to make sure that you know what batsmen are doing and don't feed him in those areas where they're looking to score runs. It's a challenge. 
I mean, I still believe that there are off spinners who can bowl to any bowl, any batsman, whether they are right-handers, left-handers. So it's a new kind of a trend which has been set now, mostly in IPL. You know, uh, right-handers can't bowl to right-handers or left left-arm spinner can't bowl to left-handers because they will go for six sixes. That means, you know, if leg spinner cannot bowl to anyone, then. So, leg spinner or, or, or off spinner, they cannot bowl at all. So, it, it's a mindset. You know, I grew up in that era where I felt that I was probably the best. And uh, when it comes to competing with the batsman, I always felt that I'm on top of my game and I, I'm going to get him out, whether he's right-hander or left-hander, that's secondary. You know, I have the art, I have the capability, I have the mindset to, you know, get him out and that's that's what made me successful you know uh, this is a new trend which i don't believe at all that off spinner cannot bowl to right handers even if it's a t20 t10 i think off spinner can bowl to the best of the best batsmen in world cricket whoever it is in today present scenario sure but i mean that's that what you just said now is awesome because being involved in cricket and I hear the the narrative that off-spinners, right-arm off-spinners can't bowl to right-handers is a story that's out there. It's supported by statistics. But what I'm hearing from you is to not buy into that, to not listen to stories that are out there. Out there. And you creating your own story in your mind and you, your belief is stronger than the story and the stats out there. Of course, stats are made when you played the game. After playing the game. But when you're out there, you'll probably make a new stat. If I'm bowling to a right-hander, I have bowled many times in IPL. You know, two right-handers, opener, I'm bowling. That means they should hit me for six sixes in a over. That they didn't. And how many times they got out to me in the first over itself by trying to do that or trying to do something else. So it's a mindset, you know, off spinner can bowl, can take wickets or left-arm spinner can take wickets against the left-hander batsman. It's just the mindset, you know, you got to be thinking about wickets rather than containing the batsman. If you're con looking to contain, nobody can contain the batsman. Nobody can, you know, stop the runs. But the only way you can stop the runs by putting them under pressure and try to get them out. And once you get them out, that's the time you will actually control the run rate. So as a bowler, think about wickets at all time. Not think about how you're going to contain. That's how I played my cricket. You know, it didn't matter who batted against me. Whether it was Virinder Sehwag, who was probably as good as Viv Richard, New Era's Viv Richard. And I never actually had that feeling that I can't get him out. You know, every time I faced him, I wanted to get him out. And I was pretty successful in that. It didn't matter whether A.B. de Villiers came to bat. It didn't matter. I didn't see the face, you know, who's batting. It's just the bat and ball. Let's the bat and ball talking. And if I'm good at it, I'll win, this. I'll win the competition. If not at all time, but out of 10, if I win 6-7 times, I'm happy. Even if I don't win 6-7 times, but your mindset is such that you're trying to win, it'll be 5-5. Five five. It can't be like 2-8. and eight. I love that what you say is that the, the stats get made afterwards or come up, we come up with stats afterwards, but you actually make your own statistics. You make your own, you make your own story. You live your own life 
regardless of what cricket or life statistics say? Yeah, you know, see, this this other thing was coming into my mind. See, we talk about off spinner can't bowl to right handers. Then why in swingers are bowling uh, to right handers? Those fast bowlers who bring the ball back into uh, to the right handers. How are they bowling and how are they surviving? It's the same thing. It's, they are just little quicker than than us. So create your own story. Create your own stats. R- write your own. R- write your own book. Yes, hundred percent. You know, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that uh, you know, and you'll also probably agree with me when I say this. Nathan Lyon, he plays in Australia, and he doesn't have Dusra. He doesn't have any other fancy ball. All he bowl is just off spin, but with beautiful loop, and he keep changing his pace, and he get a lot of right handers out in Australia, which is very. Uh, probably the most difficult place to bowl for finger spinner, but why he is successful? Because he's very very clever in his mind. He's very very sharp, and he's determined that he's going to do it. And how many games he's won on his own for his team in Australia? Not easy for any finger spinner to do well there. Yeah. How is he getting the right uh, right hand batsman out? Yeah, he's figuring a way. Of course, it's all about mindset, you know. And if you think right, right things will happen. And if you keep getting worried about that right handers are there, every ball he'll hit me for a six. You're asking for trouble. And I think that really what you said there epitomizes Harbhajan Singh, the young man from Jalanda, who your career. You were your own man. You wrote your story as a cricket, as a person, um, which created the highs that you had, the successes you had. As you said, your your passion and your your love for having fun got you success, and sometimes got you into trouble. But you wrote your own story. You lived your own life, and it's a wonderful journey um, that you've had and lived so far. And it's still lots to go. <laughs> yeah, I can only look back and say thank you, God. Every day, I'm 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 grateful for everything happened for me. You know, cricket uh, was, will be, forever, uh, very, very close to my heart. And cricket have made me what I am. And I'm very grateful for the love and support I've got. You know, from people, and and yeah, there are. Lot of time I did well. There are a lot of time I did badly, and my intention was to to do well for my country. And yeah, you get only one life. Live your life, live your dreams, and create your own story. You don't need to, you know, follow what others are doing. You know, God has given you power. You can, you know, be successful the way you want to be successful in life. And this is your life. You set the rule for yourself. This is what you want to do, good or bad. That is up to you. So choices are yours, and this is your life. Live your life and let people think. You know, after ten years, twenty years, whether you have a good career or not, whether you have done well or not, leave it on them. But you do your best when you have the chance to do something. I mean, you've been quoted to have said before that life is bigger than cricket. Hundred percent. Life is 
way bigger cricket was just a journey which obviously gave me name fame everything i have today but life is far far bigger you know i found that or realized when my daughter was born you know i got so attached to her uh, she was born in portsmouth and uh, one fine day i was traveling back to india and i don't know why i was crying sitting in the plane because i was so attached and i felt that you know why i'm going away from her i needed to be with her and you know i realized that the that's a kind of love and attachment you know that's far bigger than cricket the kind of happiness i get you know when i see my kids is is far better than winning any game of cricket i mean life is not just cricket but yes life is far bigger than that and there are a lot you can do in life help people if you can no matter what in smaller way but for that small thing could be a very big way uh, for the others so that's what i i look to do god have given me everything and now i am at that stage if i can change someone's life you know that'll be awesome and that's what i'm i'm going to look to do you know i've opened up uh, a foundation which is called tera tera i'm just going to try to help people in whatever way i can to make sure they living better life than yesterday so yeah that's what is my aim in life now god has been really kind and i hope that he'll he'll remain kind not just to me but to all of us and tell us a bit more about your foundation and how you looking to help other people in what ways and uh see during covid times uh, pedi uh, there were a lot of people they didn't have food they didn't have uh, anything to eat and a lot of people they don't have houses and um, they were on the road and we realized that we have everything and what are we doing about those people they probably need us now more than ever so we decided to you know go to the villages give food rations and whatever possible way we can help you know providing them the medical kits and stuff everything small little things whatever we could do from our side to make sure they don't suffer so that's how you know it came in my mind you know it's not just that during the covid time they need that you know there are a lot of people in india they need food every day and they don't have it so if you can you know put something in their mouth obviously they'll give you blessings so that's the kind of work i want to do you know if if people are there without house we'll try and build uh, a place where a lot of people can stay in that so uh, it's a work in progress but uh, that's a kind of initiative i've taken with my wife and it's called tera tera which is uh, yours yours or everything is yours it it was said by our guru nanak dev ji first guru you know everything is yours and nothing is mine you know we came empty handed we'll go empty handed it is all his and he will god will guide us you know do this so i want to give something back to the society and do something you know better to make sure they they have better life than they they had before sure That's awesome. I mean, that's the that's the big heart of Harbhajan Singh coming through there. You always had a, a huge heart in your game and it's had passion. And then the kids came along, and you you're still operating from that 
huge heartfelt loving space well i i think perry if i can do this uh, i'll be the happiest person you know if i can change anyone's life even if it's in a small matter small way you know giving kids education they want you know there are kids you know they they are studying and we are looking after their fees and 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 everything they do in in school but that's the least we can do see money cannot buy me the happiness god have given me the money i needed to eat and probably much more than i deserved but you know there is some power who is guiding me pushing me to do better in life and if i do these things right i'll never be empty handed because there is someone always looking after us and that's what is my belief and maybe this is you know coming from my dad who's watching me from somewhere and guiding me to do this humanity work which i want to get involved and do it not just in punjab but anywhere i see you know people need anything if i can do anything for them i feel happy i feel wow this is larger than life you know this is not just about going to the park and winning game and this is great these moments are bigger than life i mean it's amazing you talk about you know that's your that life is bigger than cricket and in cricket they, they we talk about being a team man and playing within a team and looking after your teammates and in the, in the game of life it seems like you've taken that same philosophy that uh, you know our teammates are our fellow our fellow countrymen our fellow citizens and taking that attitude of playing for the team looking after your team um it's just a hell of a large a lot bigger team that you you're playing in now it's not just a team of 11 of you it's well i think that becomes our responsibility isn't it whether if we are gifted or uh, we are given more than the others you know we are lucky and what we do with that is our choice we keep it for ourselves we save it in our bank you know that is our choice or you give it to those people who need you know it will grow that's what i believe and that's that's what i want to do you know i want to help people in whatever way i can how does this and we haven't spoken about this until now how does this tie in with i see that you you you've been involved in in or getting involved in some in politics um is this related or how is it related what is your thinking about involvement in in see politics uh, obviously pedi i joined because uh, you know i feel there is a lot we can do if the if god have given us the opportunity if he chose me to do something and why should i not do it you know if i can raise awareness on few issues which are very very important you know and when you are sitting in the parliament your voice is heard when you are talking as individual on your phone or on your twitter it it might reach to few people but when you talk those issues of india of 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 the world whatever you feel is need to be changed that's your view when you put it across you know you have to kind of accept that you know so that's what i did you know i, I felt that this is a great platform for me to raise voice for for people you know what they need and uh, and i i shouldn't be just sitting back and saying no no let somebody else do it you know 
there are no better people or there are no better uh, you know thinker than actually you are once you are there you take the responsibility to do better for the public and and that's exactly what pushes me to do this that okay get into this and see what it is and what happens and i am just going to go there with with uh, only one intention to make my country better country in terms of everything whatever way i can you know so i'll aware i'll make sure i keep on giving those uh, you know issues to the people where where a lot of things can be changed or can be done better yo i must say i'm sitting i sit here feeling very emotional listening and feeling you and it takes me back to times when we we spent that 3 years together and i'd forgotten to be honest how there were times where your passion spilt over and i remember feeling a similar emotions feeling similar love listening to you because of that massive heart and now i'm sitting to you, listening to you again feeling really emotional here's harbhajan really using your voice your your passion to to stand up for something that you really believe in and something really beyond yourself using your voice i mean i love what you say you could you have a lot of people listening to you and you could be saying it on twitter or saying it on the phone but that's not budgy you've gone and you've found a platform where your voice can really be amplified and it's a voice speaking for the better really wanting to help and that's the heartfelt budgy that i'd almost forgotten about <laughs> that <laughs> you only know the crazy budgy <laughs> uh, i know and i love the crazy budgy but it's it's the special thing that massive heart you know that passion that's i guess we can laugh about it you know it's what got you in trouble when you were younger but it's because you were just all heart <laughs> and passion and and wanting to give 100% and this is the the father and the husband and Harbhajan still that heart and passion and wanting to give 100% for whatever you team or cause you believe in i'm getting all emotional <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but yeah Well, see, Paddy, these kind of opportunities, very few people, very rare people will get, you know. So I'm one of God's chosen, chosen uh, one that I got the opportunity to sit in parliament with all top people of India and raise the issues of common people and, and do something better for them to make my country even more better. So I'm honored. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I, I'm chosen. and if i can do something you know i'll be very very happy so life will be complete and you started out as one of those ordinary people from jalando who had a a bit of talent to bowl off spin but you you chose to work hard to give 100% to achieve what you did and now it's almost like you've come the full circle well yeah <laughs> I never thought you know this journey from Jalandhar where we didn't have anything we were not sure if we get the second meal or not uh and where we are sitting today I can only be just grateful and thankful uh, to the opportunities to this beautiful game what made me today and this is all happening because of cricket had I didn't not played the game I don't think all these things were possible So this is a great game 
It gave me the platform to be who I am. And today I'm sitting, you know, very happy and also very content that, you know, I can think of giving something back to the society or think of giving back something to the game. All I can just say that um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for things what have happened, good or bad. You know, it, it always taught me a new lesson to do something in life and keep moving forward. Sure. That's pretty powerful stuff. I knew why I was looking forward to having this conversation with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know why you chose me. Because I thought I'll struggle with my words in English. Yeah, my English is not the best of the English. But yes, I've learned uh, by just uh, going around the world, touring different places. And I have not studied in English. I've, I've done you know, whatever little studies I've done in uh, that too in government school. Uh, that was in Punjabi. So I want to tell you that my first year of international cricket, I couldn't speak a single word of English. And, and today I'm talking to you and it's almost 45 minutes. We've been talking in English and my English is still out there. It's not empty yet. Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I do appreciate it. You know, English is your second language. So and to really acknowledge, you know, that you're English, but you... You're speaking, yes, you're using English, but you, there's a universal language that you're speaking here of, that I'm hearing of, of caring, of thoughtfulness, of gratitude, of, of seeing the bigger picture. And that is a universal language. That's a, you know, the language of the heart. And you've always been someone with a massive heart and you're using English to convey those words, but the language that you're speaking is, is I'm, I'm, that's what's creating, I guess, the, the emotions that I'm feeling is it's not the language. It's I'm hearing you speak a man speaking from the heart, which is beautiful, you know, these days, particularly in sport and and male sport. Um, so much is edited. There's there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of saying the right things. Um, but you've always been someone who spoke from the heart, acted from the heart. Um, yeah, I think it's important to say things rather than just sitting quietly and watching it. <laughs> Whether it's right or wrong, obviously, I didn't know about it. But I always had my own sort of opinions about things. And sometimes, you know, people didn't like it. But that's their kind of choice. And everybody can have that sort of uh, opinion about each other's. If you like something, you like. If you don't, you don't. It doesn't make you good or a bad person. It's it's a simple thing. It's just everyone have different opinion and and raise your voice. You know why not? As individual, you know you want to do something, do it. Who can do it better than you? If you can't do it, nobody else can do it. You know even this was our slogan during two thousand three World Cup. If you won't do it, who else will come and do it? We are here now. And this is our responsibility to win the World Cup. We can't wait someone to come and win the World Cup for us. If we have to win it, we have to work. We have to do it. If not you, then who? And of course, just, you know, maybe just a very brief revisit. It's 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 coming close to we're, we're a day or two of the... Karen Budgie. And also, Paddy, sorry, sorry, I'm just uh, cutting you off. Uh, another thing was like, you know, it, it's not me it's never me 
when we play team sports or do anything in life so when we think about we we not me we are like we we are so many when we are so many we can do wonders me can only do little but it will always start with me so not to forget in the bigger picture me first it will start with me then obviously it should become we so now i'm talking to you we are we and i want you to also create some awareness about saving the soil you know this is what we have and if you're not going to save the soil we are going to leave nothing for our kids so there are a lot of people you know using soil for for different things in and like you know normally when we farm you know you have to look after the soil in which we haven't and now our soil have come to that stage where you know we are producing a lot of chemical kind of a food there are a lot of chemicals in our food so we are not saving our save as we are not saving our soil so i want you to create little awareness about save soil if you can do that if you know one person two person can change the mind and thinking okay we just need to respect the soil and and take whatever uh, we are supposed to take from our soil not keep on you know doing different stuff every month in the soil so it will burn out so we have to give some sort of rest to our soil as well so please create that awareness in your in your uh, podcast and i am hoping from me to yeah. we we create awareness Beautiful. about safe soil soil you know we talk about mother nature who is the soil and the air and the water and the rivers and the oceans and yet we don't treat mother nature like we would treat our mother no and we take so grantedly you know that that water is there you know i'll tell you a story that um, just small little thing there was a time when you know you dig 40 feet down or 30 feet down in punjab you get water and now you know how much you have to dig to get water 350 or few places 450 you have to dig down to get water imagine how badly we have used our water we are not respecting our resources natural resources but one day it's going to go off and the day it will go we all going to go somewhere else we won't survive so we have to start respecting what we have our mother our motherland our earth you know obviously water you know we take things for granted that it is there yeah so important i thank you for raising that but yeah i just want to do a quick loop around we had an incredible experience uh, it, it's we a day or two short to the anniversary of the world cup in 2011 it was obviously a great journey that you know we were together and and got to lift that that trophy in the change room together in 2011 the 2nd of april What are some of your fondest memories or things that you think really contributed to that World Cup win? I mean, India hadn't won for 28 years. It was Sachin Tendulkar's fifth 
World Cup in 20 years. What were the, some of the things that contributed to that when you look back fondly on that 2011 one? Uh, I think uh, we played like one, Ferry. Uh, that tournament was not just about not just about me. It was about we. We, as twenty people out there in that, you know, park, every day, working hard to achieve something. You know, we played like one, and we remain like one from day one to till the time we won the World Cup. <laughs> you know, as as I said, when when you. When individual can win you, you know, one or two games, but when you play like a team, when you play like uh, a group, you know, you can do wonders, and that's exactly was was the case with our team. And thanks to Gary Christen, you, and all the sports staff, I think uh, it, it was like a family, a very happy family. You know, throughout the tournament, there are no other things uh, to talk about but just cricket and also have a lot of fun in that journey. I mean, uh, that tournament, how we played and how we won, it's just uh, unbelievable. You know, uh, I think the key thing would be, you know, how you and Gary brought all of one to get, all of us together as one. You know, in India, that's very difficult when you have superstars uh, in their own ways, everywhere in the team, you know, to bring them on one platform and to make them play as one was the biggest thing. And that that was something which I think was the key word for us to win the World Cup. We played like one. Yeah, I mean, that's that's very kind for the compliment and I, I, I really do endorse that. I mean, that was the language that we spoke about is, you know, we got to carry, we got to share the burden of pressure, not put it on just two or three superstars. Um, we knew every team would want to be playing as a team, but what we what could we do to be even more of a team, even tighter as a team, even more professional than everyone else who was also trying to do the same thing? Yeah, and best thing was you guys you guys did was uh, there were a lot of fun while we were playing the tournament, such high pressure tournament, but there were a lot of fun. Our training sessions were like full of fun. There were a lot of games we were playing. So we were not really, I mean, thinking about the World Cup, World Cup. It was just a lot of fun altogether, you know. Boys are out there having fun and, and enjoying each other's company, which was probably missing in 2007's World Cup. You know, we didn't like each other's company. We didn't uh, wanted to face each other after the game. So, you know, there was a massive difference, you know, when you and Gary came and, you know, all the superstars or all the juniors we came on one page and become one team and team when when you have a happy team you can achieve bigger things and that's exactly what happened thanks to you and uh, gary and all the other sports uh, uh, other other people who worked towards it whether ramji dananjay and everyone you guys were brilliant we played on the field but what you guys did off the field was was obviously a big big thing that's very kind of you. Uh, Jan, isn't it so that sometimes these days we can take what we do too seriously, whether it's cricket or business or politics, and we even take ourselves sometimes too seriously where nowhere in the book of life I always say does it say that we have to take ourselves or what we do seriously. Uh, and sometimes the, 
the joy and the fun. If we, if we can bring the joy and the fun into it, even if it is to a World Cup, it makes a real difference. 100%. If, if you're having fun while you're doing something what you love doing, you know, you're always going to be successful. Whether you're playing cricket, acting, or anything to do with life, that fun element should never go away. The day that will go away, everything becomes burden then. So then no point doing that. And as you said, and as you said, Bhaji likes to have fun and he doesn't compromise. You have fun. No. <laughs> you got to have fun, Perry. Even when you're 80 on your deathbed, you still have to have fun. Uh, yeah, and I can definitely, yeah, you've been good at that and you'll carry on being good at that. Uh, um, Bhaji, I could carry on talking forever. I love chatting to you. Last question. All right. Oh, there was questions, is it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't you read the memo? <laughs> uh, if, if I could ask you one really good question now. Okay. What would it be? Ah. Now you're talking the same pad he would, was working with us. Like playing with my mind. What would be that uh, one best question? That question can be that... Uh, <clears throat> ah, I don't know, Paddy. You're probably better at doing that, you know, asking questions and... and that I can, if I was you, I have to ask myself this question. I would say, are you a satisfied man by sitting today where you are? Well, are you a satisfied man sitting where you are today? Yes, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm content that, you know, I've got more than what I've asked for, which I'm always going to be grateful for. And there are great opportunities are coming my way. I'm, I'm one of those special God-chosen people. And I'll, I'll be continue to work hard, continue to do something for the people and continue to learn, you know, and to, to move forward. Yes, I'm a happy man. Beautiful. You're a, you're a wonderful man, Bhaji. Always loved spending time with you. Loved this this chat. Um, thank you very much. Um, all the very best with what you're doing. Um, it's awesome to see and awesome to follow. And um, yeah, and with with your kids, you've got two young kids now. So wish you all the very best for that journey. And if exciting to see mischievous, fun-loving little Hardbajan Singhs coming through in whatever shape or form going forwards. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Paddy thank you very much for having me on uh, your platform I'm grateful uh, thank you for all your help and support love and everything you have done during our times uh, when we were playing together and sorry for those hard times when you faced me while you guys were uh, playing against me uh, you guys were almost winning that tournament in Delhi Rajasthan Royal but me coming and taking those three wickets in one over sorry for breaking your heart at that point of time uh, Baji, I was, li I was yeah. liking you up until this point and now you have to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wish you well for uh, the IPL season and for everything you do in life. But yes, let's be connected and um, let's do something for our 
soil what we spoke yes. about let's create yeah. awareness together beautiful thank you baji I did say up front that Harbhajan was outspoken, his own man, and someone with a huge heart, both as a competitor and as a person. Thanks again, Baji, for this interview and for all the entertainment over the years. And a big thank you to you, the listener, for offering your valuable time to be here. If you have another moment, I'd love it if you'd please rate, comment on, and or share this podcast with someone who you think may be entertained or find value. That's it from me. I hopefully look forward to having you back in two weeks' time for the next episode of Lessons from the World's Best.